You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Brewers looking to stay hot and win for the fifth time in six games, taking on the Nationals' first inning scoreless game. It's Neil Walker at the dish facing Tanner Roark. Big curveball sent way back. Deep right field. Forget about this one. Neil Walker, a home run. Nelson, a long look at first. 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He got Murphy on a high fastball. At the belt, here comes Jimmy Nelson towards the plate. Got him looking. The kick and the pitch. He struck him out. And Nelson strands the bases loaded in the third. And a little tapper front of the plate. Lobatone steps on the plate. Throw to first is in time. A double play. And Nelson strikes out to end the inning. Ball game! A punch out to end it. Knebel strikes out the side. And the Brewers win a one-to-nothing gem. The Brewers win for the fifth time in six games. They defeat the Nationals one-nothing. Corey Knebel a 30-second save as he fans the side in the ninth. Jimmy Nelson picks up the win, going seven scoreless frames, tying a career high with 11 strikeouts. The Brewers win for the fifth time in six games. Manager Craig Council spoke after. You know, I mean, I thought Jimmy was, you know, I thought he was a little off with his fastball early in the game. Um, and then as soon as his fastball kind of got locked, I thought his, his, his slider and his curveball were very, very good. Um, and as soon as he got his fastball locked in, I think then the rest of his, uh, you know, then he, then he got on a pretty good roll right there. But, I mean, he made huge pitches in that third inning. You know, it was, he was struggling with the fastball in the third inning. Um, and, and really, you know, they did it, you know, they, um, they got something going there and Turner caused a little havoc for us. Um, but, um, you know, after, after he hit the hit by pitch, I mean, he made some beautiful pitches. In a situation like that, is that when you can say a guy's kind of taking that next step forward and you can work yourself out of a... Well, I, I think we're past that point for Jimmy. I mean, he's, he's done that. Um, but look, it's, you know, it's, it's the third inning and it's, you know, you, you, to put a zero up there, I think, is, you know, really getting it done. There's no question. I mean, there was, uh, there was, it was, there was trouble that inning, and, and he's going through the heart of their lineup, too. So to get it done there is, with strikeouts, really the only way we're going to, you know, keep runs off the board. He did it. Roark pitched really well, too. I mean, he hung the one curveball, it looked like, and there wasn't much else. Well, yeah, he did. I mean, he, he pitched well. Um, you know, we had a, we had a couple kind of rallies a little later on, and Travis had a couple balls, you know, good just to the wall. But um, you know, he, he certainly pitched a nice game. Your um, environmental experience? Are those two balls out at the roofs open? The ball and the Shaw ball? No, I don't know. I mean, I think who knows? I mean, I think everybody's got a little bit of different theories on it. But um, you know, no dice. I mean, I, I think this place is friendly enough to hitters that. Uh, <laughs> it's tough to complain about it. Hater and Knable there in the eighth and the ninth. That's yeah, I mean they had. I mean Josh's inning was both their innings. I thought I thought both those guys, you know, really came out with you know their their plus plus stuff. And um, you know it was th- Corey's third day in a row, and I thought this was, you know, one of the best. His stuff wise, it was one of the best innings for him. Um, he was great. Hater, you know, really just uh, reared back and threw. You know, I think he threw eleven pitches, ten strikes. I think so. That's a, that's quite an inning. 
Do you think Braun had a legit beef about? It looked like he was more upset about the first inning at bat than. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, I saw the first inning pitches. I haven't seen the other pitch, but I, th I think the. I think in the first inning he did. Yeah. Wanted to see a guy go out in an important game. No, no. I mean, he's he's fighting and, and trying to get kids gets get the right pitches called on him. That's all he's doing. He's fighting for it. The series against the Nationals continues on Saturday. Brandon Woodruff on the hill. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.